Uh, morning, everybody. So uh, we've been doing, following this series called Talking Jesus, uh, and we're coming into land with the last session this morning, and we've been using some materials uh, that are being produced by the Church of England uh, and Evangelical Alliance, I think, all sorts of people. So I've got a couple of that video shots of that, that materials that I'd like us to look at today, and I'm going to say a few words in between. So, Richard, if we could start off with the first one, and it's an interview well, interview, it's not really an interview, it's a discussion that three people are having. And the one person, the male in the three, has uh, spent many years looking at how and why people invite people to church and sometimes what stops us or what prevents us or what hinders us. So I'm hoping that the technology will work and um, we're going to... So if we can stop that and can we start at that space where I... Have you still got the timing? Brilliant. Ah, never mind. So these three people uh, are talking about some of the the issues around why sometimes it feels difficult to ask people to come to church. Okay, we... Well, I've been researching invitation for the past 14 years, trying to understand why Christians don't invite their friends. Uh, because what I've discovered is that a personal invitation makes an incredible difference. And makes you feel like you're really Doing this course, like, what would be your top tip 
I think on a regular basis, in the group, if it's possible for us to ask God, is there somebody that God is calling us to invite? Hearing the call, talking to one another about what we've just heard, um, and then going to invite that person to whatever God wants you to invite them to and then come back and report to the group, you know, so that, that we're working together to actually kind of become invitational together as a group. I think it's very difficult to do this on our own. So, what does success look like uh, with that? I don't kind of uh, go with the idea of success or failure. I, I think it's about faithfulness, you know. I think we have to leave the yes and the no of the invitation to God. I think it's really important in our generation that we get away from this target-driven success thing. It's basically kind of a great problem because many people won't do invitation because they've gotten not all over the last time somebody said no to, to, to them. So we need to get faithfulness back. Well done, good and faithful servant, not successful servant. Okay, so uh, that's the first bit. And it's, it's really interesting because that links with the passage that we've just read. And I'm going to read it to you again. And I want to just bring out three simple points from it that will relate to us talking to other people about Jesus. So this is Paul and he's writing from prison uh, and he's writing to a church, probably a house church. Colossians, uh, here he says these words. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful, and pray for us too that God may open a door for our message that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. If we can have the PowerPoint on, Richard, that would be great now. Um, pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders and make the most of every opportunity. Uh, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. So the first point that I want to mention is in the very first verse of those few verses that we wrote. Paul says to this church in Col- Now, don't forget, he's in prison for telling other people about Jesus. So, it's not necessarily an easy thing to be doing um, at this time. But he says to these folks, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And it really struck me when I read this that there's a bit of a rhythm to that. Pray, watch, thank. And I think that's the thing that we need to be constantly doing. It sort of keeps going around in that cycle. Pray about something. Watch for what God is going to do in response to your prayers. And when he does, thank him for that. Now the problem is, is that sometimes that might not be in a very short period of time. You might do the praying and the watching for something to happen might take years. Oh. That's the thing. <laughs> oh dear, come on, okay, get it together. People in our people in technology, I mean, it's a disaster, isn't it? Really? <laughs> Did you get rid of it? You've done it. Yes, I know. No, you, you carry it. Um, so, pray, watch, thank. Pray, watch, thank. Pray, watch, thank. So, that's the first point that I want to do. So if you are praying for somebody who you would like, then pray to God about it. Look, watch to see what God is doing and thank him when things happen. 
But don't stop there. Pray, watch, thank. Pray, watch, thank. Pray, watch, thank. And as Christians, that's what we have to do all through our lives for the people that we really want to see and get to know God. The second point that I want to say is this. Let's have a look at what Paul then goes on to say. And he says, and pray for us too. And this is really interesting. So he doesn't say, oh, and pray for me too. I'm in prison. It's not that great, you know. Um, He doesn't say anything about his situation. What he says is, for us too, that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. I really like that last bit of what that chapter was saying. He said, this isn't about success, about how many people can you get through the door. You know, we're not having a competition here. Um, You don't get points for how many people you bring in. It would be great to see loads of people come in. But we mustn't get bogged down with this idea that if someone says no, or someone pushes back, or someone says, that's not for me, that doesn't mean to say that we've done a bad job. It's about being faithful to God. And the really important point in that, in what Paul just said that for me, uh, said that for me is this bit, let's just go back, that God may open a door for our message. So, Paul will do the talking, God will open the door. And we need to remember that. I think it's great that we've got that as a a logo, a a, a picture on our church outside here. We need to do the talking, but God will open the door. We need to tell people about Jesus, but God will open the door. And then he will we have said to help change that person's thoughts and minds and feelings towards him. So, just as they used that example of Moses, he didn't want to do it, he said, oh, you know, I'm just not very good at it. We may feel that we're not very good at it, but God will use whatever we do, and when it's the right time and in God's will, he will open the door. And in a sense, what we've got to do is have faith that God will do that. Because if you don't think he's ever going to do that, well, we might as well not bother. But if you have faith, when you do keep going through that cycle, pray, watch, thank, pray, watch, thank, that God will open the door for that person, then you just need to do your bit. We need to do the talking. God is the person that opens the door. Paul talks about a mystery, and he talks about a mystery in letters that he writes. And you'll see up there in Ephesians, he said, the mystery is that through the gospel that Gentiles are heirs together with Israel. This was, a, this was a massive thing that Paul was saying. He was saying, you know, uh, the Jews are God's chosen people, but this message is about everybody now being invited. Gentiles, everybody. So go out there and talk about Jesus and pray for us as we do so. Pray that God will open the door. So, if you've got somebody very, very dear to you, and you really would love them to see, let them to come into see them come into a personal relationship with God, keep praying, keep watching, keep thanking, and when you pray, ask God to open the door in their hearts. And the last point I want to make: be wise in the way you act towards.
that's idols. Make the most. Now, I think when Paul uses that phrase outsiders, he means people that aren't Christian, didn't, didn't believe in Jesus as the Messiah and the person who came to save them. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. I really hate going to meetings sometimes when everybody says, oh yes, that's a really good idea. And then when they come out of the meeting, they say, wasn't that the stupidest idea that anybody ever thought of? But they never say it in the meeting. Gets me really, really cross, that does. But you know what? If we, there's that expression, isn't there? Walk the talk. If we don't walk the talk as Christians, actually people just don't want to know. So there's no point inviting people to hear about Jesus and then go and do something people will see that think actually do you know what um, why are they doing that when they've decided they want to go to the church now we're not but we do need to try so I think there's another bit that we need to do pray that means actually get involved with people in, in the way that we live out our lives so that they can see that Jesus made a difference. The words on the right there are, are the same verses but from different versions of the Bible. It says be wise in your behaviour towards non-Christians and make the best possible use of your time. Speak pleasantly to them but never sentimentally and learn to give a proper answer to every question. Or another verse says use your heads as you live and don't miss the trick. <laughs> I'm not sure that I like that wording too much. But don't miss the trick. Uh, be gracious in your speech. The goal is bring out the best in others in a conversation. Not put them down. Not cut them out. So actually, if we're talking to Jesus about somebody and they say something um, and you think, oh, don't even know that. Or, oh, not what we're about. So, let's pray. Let's get involved in other people's lives. Let's keep watching what God is doing. Praying that he's going to open the door for them um, so that he can come into their lives and let's thank him for all the things that deserve thanks to God. We're going to watch another bit of a clip now. Um, so, keeping Richard busy at the back there. And, uh, you may recognise one of the chaps in this video because he's also the one that did the course on the Bible. Um, we're going to whiz through that bit and we're going to get to somewhere, believe it or not, this is in London. So Andrew, this is all really great, eh? But what's, uh, what's the link between this and talking Jesus? Hang on. <laughs> Focus. 
uh, intentional about talking Jesus. And that means knowing who we're praying for, knowing how we're sharing. So how do you do that without um, just without stressing yourself out, without, without doing it too much? Yeah, that is a chance, isn't it? But I think it's saying, on the one hand, be intentional. You know, choose the right club, think it through. But on the other hand, don't force the shot. You know, let, let that club do the work. And I think when it comes to talking Jesus, we need to be intentional. We need to know what we're doing, be focused. But we've also got to let God do the work. Ultimately, no one is helped by us forcing it, by putting pressure on that. That's counterproductive. We need to trust that God's story is powerful, that the Holy Spirit is with us. And as we just do our everyday talking Jesus, God's Spirit will do the work. And uh, we'll see lives change without forcing it. So then what about the follow-through part of the shot? Yeah. Yeah, that seemed pretty important then, didn't it? You know, that we didn't stop partway through. And I think, you know, this talking Jesus is so important that we don't give up, that we don't quit in prayer. You know, we've got to follow through. And there's such power in persevering in prayer, I think. So let's follow through in prayer. But also just follow through in loving, staying with, listening, talking to our friends. People go through different seasons in life. It may not always be easy to be a witness, but if we don't give up, if we follow through, there'll be moments where... God gives us great opportunities and we'll see lives transformed. So let's have targets, you know, let's let the club do the work and let's follow through and uh, in our talking Jesus. That's great. God, we're going to have a seat on the golf range and we're going to be thinking about uh, all those things. That's right, yeah. Well, I've got a couple of balls that we should uh, sit here. So uh, that's actually in London, believe it or not. I've walked past that golf course, um, and it's an amazing place to do because it's sort of right on the um, edge of London, up towards uh, uh, where what's that big domey thing called that they built for the 2000? The O2 Arena now, yes. It's all up there. And if you go up there, we were talking to some friends yesterday who live up that part of the world. Um, Alba is, is Basil and Gladiola's daughter, and her husband Rob, and they brought a house flat um, there about I don't know, two years ago and they could see all of Canary Wharf at the time when they looked out their window in the Thames. Now they can't see Canary Wharf because there's three big, great big tower blocks in front of it now with more flats in it. There are so many people. I, I, I spent three days of uh, my work life in London this week uh, and it amazes me every time that I go on the tube uh, I caught the tube at Vauxhall to go into Victoria. There are just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. Hundreds of people. And, you know, you sometimes sit there and think, or stand there, not moving, um, and think, actually, you know, God loves all of these people. God loves all of these people. What am I, what am I doing to share Jesus? We've done this series about talking about Jesus, not because we think people don't do this, but to encourage us to do it even more. Let's just pray, shall we? Dear Heavenly Father, uh, we just want to pray now for the people who we have been talking Jesus with. And I'm just going to leave a space. Those people that perhaps have been very, very close to your heart, the people that you really, really want to see uh, to get to know Jesus.